0: Today is Tuesday, October 24th, 2023, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Nate. We're going to have to change the name or something. Uh, Since Clubhouse continues to not allow people to be able to find us, you will see what happens when that takes place. (laughs) Uh, All the Christians just find stuff to nitpick and fight about. So, we solve one problem. Uh, Well, we talk about uh, equal ultimacy. So, if anyone ever wondered what that is about... We chat about that briefly. Then we get into the months-long kerfuffle of Christians uh, who disagreed on a point. Someone used a term. Someone took it as racial. And now they've been calling each other racist for about three months because, you know, brothers in Christ and love and you'll know me by how you love each other and things like that. Anyway, so the offense level is insanely high. After months and months of this, which I barely know. I know, I know each each of the people. I like both of them. I talk to them regularly. But as far as their, their little falling out, I'm at arm's length where I prefer to be. Anyway, so um, they finally put aside their differences and they reconcile today. Ah, kumbaya moment. That's good. Um, however, as one problem is solved, three more begin. So specifically trying to not get into Calvinism and Arminianism in lieu of Clubhouse allowing other people to find us so we can explain things like Jesus and the gospel and, you know, repent and believe and receive eternal life. Um, those people can't find us. So uh, we, by we, not me, because I hate all of this, um, talk about Calvinism versus Arminianism and all this other stuff and go down a cesspool until I want to feed myself to an alligator. Um, Don't do that. But anyway, so if you want to hear a bunch of arguments about Calvinism and Arminianism and free will and predestination and what is love? What does God mean by love? Does God damn people to hell, or does God just pass over people, effectively damning them to hell? Um, anyway, if you want to hear that discussion for like the millionth time, by all means, listen. But um, if you want to hear the first stuff of what I said, this doesn't happen until later, so you're safe. Anyway, um, <laughs> if you have any questions you've been uh, harboring, now is the time to send them to askachristianclub at gmail.com. Uh, hopefully we find a better ground to to go uh, to to get more good discussion that we haven't uh, fought about a thousand times. So um, and and it's funny, right? Like, Just as everyone agrees, like, look, uh, Calvinist Arminian, blah, 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 whatever, free will, not free will. It doesn't matter. They're both going to say if someone is a Christian, they're both going to say, well, yeah, they seem like a Christian or no, they don't seem like a Christian. Both viewpoints are going to agree about the person in question. Right. Like we don't know the heart. Only God knows the heart. But if someone's like, yeah, I believe Jesus, he's my Lord, I ask him for eternal life, yes, I, I believe the gospel, yes, Jesus is Lord, and they live according to Jesus, they look look like Jesus, how he lives, they're following what he says, they're doing what he does, the Calvinist or Arminian is going to be like, yeah, that guy seems like a good Christian, he loves Jesus, he's saved. Um, but then they'll argue about how they got there. Like, was it free will? Were they elect? Did God force them? Did they choose on their own? It doesn't matter. By the time they're already saved, that is left in the dust. Look forward into eternal life. Stop going back and quibbling over stuff. Like, is it James that says, like, you know, stay away from discussions like this, like, worthless stuff? It is it is a cancer. It calls it a cancer and says it ruins all who hear. So, uh, you know, don't believe me? Just listen. Anyway, again, you're safe for about the first 45 minutes. Um, after that, cancer. Anyway, um... <laughs> Good Lord. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. <clears throat> so, check out the Ask a Christian book on Amazon if you'd like to hear how to have civil discussions with people, which uh, maybe I should send these guys a copy of the book. I don't know. Um, how to have civil discussions with people you disagree with. Um, maybe a thing or two could be learned. Not that I'm perfect, but good Lord, this is cancerous. Um, let's see. How am I doing on my own promotion? Um <laughs> You can also check out the Ask a Christian store, grab a t-shirt, grab a coffee cup, support this podcast, where we usually take the gospel to people who need to hear the gospel Um, until we figure out a better way forward and how to get more people who uh, have questions about Christianity or want to challenge Christianity or something like that, that we can have a civil, respectful discussion and dialogue with. We may just be dealing with in-house church fights. (laughs) I don't know what to do. Um, So if you have any suggestions or advice or want to just like deliver a bunch of alligators to my door and see what happens um man i don't know (laughs) anyways take care have fun see you later
1: apostle are you all (laughs) right it's good to talk to you man uh it's been a long time since we've been able to i mean i've been wanting to connect with you for a while but uh i think we can break the ice or are you uh are you in favor of what chris has has in his ptr there (laughs) i'm driving i
2: haven't looked at it but i'm sure it's hilarious uh, let
0: me see. well oh. let me just uh, yeah so it has the uh, it has Satan with the pitchfork and it says stupid 2.0 and the points of stupid are self-determined salvation total autonomy uh, unrestricted election personal perseverance individual initiative and distributed grace
2: wow that I'm sure I I'm sure I know where where you got that from because I, I do distinctly remember, like, some other room talking about, like, um, basically redefining tulip. Like, <laughs> that's funny. Um, it's all funny to me. Um, I don't even know. I don't even know what some of those terms mean. And me what I mean by that is <laughs> I got an, I got d I can deduce what I think they mean, but I don't have no idea what the uh, the original. You know, like what the real meaning is versus the straw man meaning.
3: (laughs) Yes, or
2: what the the word means when you put it Mm -hmm. together. I would never say self determined salvation. That's something I would absolutely reject in any variation of the meaning, right? Total autonomy. I think we have total autonomy as humans, but I don't know what they mean when they say total autonomy. Unrestricted election. No idea what that means. Personal perseverance, that seems like something like the perseverance of the saints, or uh, I, I, but I don't, I don't know. Um, individual initiative, I mean, I think we all have in, individual initiative, but I don't know to what degree they're asserting that as applicable or uh, uh, effective in salvation or at all. I have no idea. And then distributed grace. Well, I think grace is distributed by God. To whom? That's a different question. We don't know. Uh, so, yeah. But I would I, one, total trash. I'd throw it out. Self-determined salvation, I would never at any point say that we determine um, our salvation exclusively or exhaustively from ourselves. That's ridiculous.
1: Amen.
4: Well, that's just because you're a, you're a Calvinist heretic. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying something the other day.
2: I was like, "Oh my goodness, I sound like a Calvinist. This is crazy."
4: Welcome to my world. Welcome to the club. You guys are all closet. You guys are all closet Calvinists, and it's hilarious.
2: I tell you what, Chris. I did say this though. Um, there was. I did offer pushback. It wasn't last week. It was the week before last. Um, a few people were having rooms where they were saying that Calvinism is a heresy, and that Calvinism. Um, that they were saying that Calvinists, um, they get the gospel wrong and they have the wrong God. You know, not unlike, you know, what we generally said about modalists or Unitarians. And I said, no, I was like, I don't agree with Calvinism, but I wouldn't say they have a different gospel. I don't think it's a salvific issue because the points of disagreement between Arminianism and Calvinism stop just short of, um, yeah, I'd say it that way, Stop just short of, those foundational, crucial things you have to get right to be considered Christian. It's like the, they're right after the line where it doesn't matter for salvation. Like you just made it, boom. You know, whichever side you think is right, the, the, the distinctions they come after that line in the sand. Right after that line in the sand, maybe an inch after that line in the sand. <laughs>
0: oh, I think it's a little ways away from that line.
1: Uh, can, can I ask an apostle? So if I came to you and I said, I'm a Calvinist, and there are Calvinists like this, so I don't think I'm being unfair. I said, I'm a Calvinist, and I believe that 75%, roughly speaking, of humanity is destined for hell. God predestined them as a, or determined, however you want it, whatever terminology you want to use. Ordain them, predetermined, determined, ordained, however you want to cash it out. <laughs> He made them to be vessels of wrath for destruction. That is the purpose of them. And Christ only died for those 25%, because you know there wasn't there wasn't an opportunity for those 75% um, to be saved. Um, this is a God of love. Uh, are you? Do you feel like that's? And I, I call Chris a brother, and Calvinist brothers too. But, you know, my, my tent's pretty broad. Um, but do you think that's... I mean, does that give you any hang-ups? Or are you kind of like, hey...
4: Well, before, before he gets into that, like what you just described was equal ultimacy, which is not what Calvinists believe. That's a straw man of Calvinism. No Calvinists what? believe in equal ultimacy. Only hyper-Calvinists believe in equal ultimacy. So, like, equal oh. ultimacy is a heresy. And so when you describe... Some Calvinists believe this. They're not Calvinists. Mm-hmm. I don't know who you're talking nope. about, and I don't know if you heard it wrong, but equal ultimacy is rejected by the Westminster Confession, the Belgic Confession, in 1699. So I don't know which Calvinists you're what's actually the,
0: referring to. What's the definition of equal ultimacy? Just for us equal ultim- By the way, uh, my answer, Andrew, would be, uh, sure, bro, I think Kevin's going to be a little more crowded than you think.
4: That would be my answer. Uh, but Chris, yeah, what is equal ultimacy? So equal ultimacy just means that God predestines both the elect and he elects people to damnation as well. Whereas right. whereas oh. what what Calvinism actually teaches is that God elects some to life and he leaves everyone else alone to the faith that they have chosen. And so <laughs> the and so and I understand that you think that equal ultimacy is what we teach. But it is explicitly rejected by every single confession. And it doesn't right. matter what some Nimrod says. It matters what's written <laughs> in the confession. Okay, okay. People okay, can so it, be wrong. It, yeah. So my, my, it's one my, of my. those.
0: Well, well Marquis never actually got to answer. He's agreeing with Chris and his little emojis. So I think he's going to say the same thing, but I just want to like give Marquise a chance to answer and then we'll go back. But yeah. So it, Chris, that's so one of the things where technically What you're saying is right, but practically all the people God passes over, they still burn in hell forever. (laughs) Uh, Marquis, but I get what you're saying. Uh, Marquis, go ahead and answer Andrew, and then we'll go back to Andrew.
2: Right. So what I'd say to a Calvinist who said that, to be fair, to be honest, um, I'd probably be somewhere in between what Nate says and this answer. Um, and, and, And that Calvinist perspective, I'd be somewhere in between. And what I'd say is I think there are going to be more people in heaven than you realize. But fundamentally, I wouldn't disagree with the conclusions that are asserted by the Calvinists. I disagree with the means of getting there. I disagree that God only died for the 25 percent. I believe he died for all. But based on the state of the world and the evilness in the human heart, I can see only about 25 percent because the Bible talks about a remnant. So that's gonna be something somewhere in the ballpark of considerably less than half a remnant, a smaller amount. Will save, you know, the
3: You're so, generous, so the man. I would narrowed.
2: say one half of one percent. Okay. So I but I definitely in between. I'd say somewhere in between. I would say, like, you know, the 25% may actually only respond to Christ, but that's not because he determined. To save those 25%, that's because the state of evil in the world, maybe about 25% of you
5: Because God failed?
2: No, not because God failed. I wouldn't say that. I would simply say Uh, because humans are jacked up. Um,
5: Because God failed.
2: Uh, Hang on.
0: Uh, Andrew and then Veckel. What's up, Veckel? Good to see you. Andrew, (laughs) go ahead since you were were next, and then we'll talk about why Veckel Uh, thinks God failed. uh, uh, I'm just kidding. I know you don't. (laughs) yeah go
1: ahead Uh, yeah i just i just so just notice the pushback that chris gave he's like we we have categorically you know vehemently rejected this and nate you pointed out the very clear point which is it's weird because if you talk to a calvinist and you get them you know you go down the path it takes a while to get there but when you finally get there they will acknowledge that it's in, there's no distinction here. I mean, you can say, well, equal ultimacy is we, we reject it. But that is exactly what's going on. Who determined the nature? Who determined the fall? Or who determined what would happen when the fall happened? God did. That that gave them their nature. They passed it on to all of humanity. Humanity now just just does what they desire. They desire only evil, right? Okay, well, why did they do that? Because they, they were given that nature. So they desire hell. That's what they get. Okay, but who did that? God. So it doesn't you don't it doesn't you don't get away from it by saying, well, they don't they just choose what they want. God didn't choose it for them. I mean, okay, it's just a distinction without a difference. And, but anyway. Uh,
0: oh, uh, yeah, sorry if I go one second. I passed over Sean. <laughs> I didn't I didn't do it intentionally. I just passed over Sean, but uh, anyways, I just noticed Sean was waiting. What's up Sean? Sorry for uh, passing over you.
2: No, you're all good, brother. Um, I got a question about what Andrew's statement about how he only uh died for twenty-five percent. So you believe that the Lord before you were born already destined you to where you're going?
1: No. No, he no. was he
2: was asking me a hypothetical question based on um what a Calvinist might say, which Chris disagrees with. He doesn't believe a Calvinist, a true Calvinist would say that. But Andrew was presenting a hypothetical. That's
1: not his actual position. Yeah, to answer you, Sean, I, I want to yell like that guy does at the beginning of James White's, uh, uh, you know, they're kind of mocking him or whatever. Christ died for all. <laughs> That's what I want to say. Christ died for all. all, right, a, I, all that right, is just that. Okay, such was, blasphemy. I'm like,
2: yeah, I believe in uh, full. full uh,
0: you're cutting out pretty bad. You,
4: you I, need to believe in full radio signal for yourself. All
5: right, Vickle. You're up, Vickle.
0: What's up? How are you yeah, doing? Yeah, can good you hear me you? okay? Yeah, good to hear you.
5: Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I, it's, it's a little bit of a jab, but but a little bit of seriousness to it as well. Um, It, it doesn't make any sense to me that the Arminian or the Synergist view, uh, and I understand the sentiment behind it, you know, uh, because they, I, I think the reason why they argue against Calvinism, uh, for for the most part is because they believe it gives God a black eye makes him look like a moral monster. He's unfair. He's unjust. That kind of thing. But the thing that doesn't make sense to me is if God is omnipotent and God is long-suffering and God desires all will come to repentance, it doesn't make any sense to me then to say that what Jesus did on the cross is 100% efficacious if man, if salvation... Which God can only offer is partly contingent upon man's volition. See, so it, it doesn't make sense to me, and this is why I have to say either God is allowing this people to—he's you know, passing over these people, or the uh, the other option is that he's he's sending these people to hell. Uh, you know, he, he's preordaining it, and, and I take the compatibilist view. I don't I don't hold to the equal uh ultimacy uh, if that's what it's called and uh i don't believe that but that's what I, I i think that's the conclusion you have to come to i mean if god god really wants this does he really want to save every person then he should be able to do it and there's two places in scripture where he says there's nothing too hard for them or he asked a question in rhetoric uh, rhetorically is there anything too hard for the lord obviously the answer is no because we see that answered in Psalm 115.3 and Daniel 4.35. He can do whatever he wants and no one can stop him. So it doesn't make any sense to me that this thing called uh, salvation, which comes only from God, can somehow be hindered by his own creation. That That's my issue. But anyway, I'll, I'll stop there.
0: What's up, Sean? Good morning.
6: Good morning, you know.
0: Uh,
6: Oh, Pastor Sam, what's up, man? I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah, go ahead, Sean. It's amazing. To me, this, um, first of all, I hope everybody had a a wonderful weekend, wonderful Sunday. Uh, I think the gospel is pretty clear-cut. It's the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Talk about is essential, and what we're looking for is the second coming. That's just the bottom line. If you're believing that the Bible is the inerrant Word of God, if you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins and mine, Hallelujah! Repent of them, and just believe the gospel. The Bible declares you are saved. The Bible. Because I'm going to say this, and I hope I don't offend my Calvinist or Arminius brother. John Calvin did not die for you. Jacob Arminius did not die for you. When you preach more about them and their thoughts than you do Christ, you are carnal-minded. You want scripture for it? When one says, I am of Paul, or I am of Apollos, are you not carnal and not and behaving like mere men? First Corinthians chapter three. <clears throat>
5: We're
0: well, good to hear from you, Sean. This is gonna be a fun day.
5: <clears throat> yeah, I'd love to respond to that.
0: I have been uh, gone for, uh, I've been gone for a week and I came back, and all my hopes and dreams have already been crushed. So I think we just need to have you and Chris yell at each other for about an hour.
7: <laughs>
0: I I don't know. Did I just curse us? Um, what's up, Sam? How you been, man? I haven't seen you in a long time. I'm
8: good, man. How you doing? How's the family?
0: Uh, we're we're all good.
8: Good, man. Um, I've just been protecting the faith. So you know, no no problems with me, man. I love it, man. This has been just a blessing to be able to um, hear the truth come out. I mean, it's one thing if... if, Wait, wait, uh, which
4: faith is that, Sam? Is that Pelagianism or Christianity? All right, uh, here we go.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm playing my game. You guys go crazy. I'll just say one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. It's
8: it's Pelagianism. The Pelagians are coming. I thought you knew. I thought you knew the Pelagians were coming. See, once we discovered in history that the lies <laughs> that Alistair told go and, get the, go and get the lies. He lied on Pelagians. So now what? So the Pelagians are coming. Hands up. Let's go. Uh, can I can
5: uh, I really don't stupid. think that's where you want
8: to go, you man. You call hey. the love of God hey. stupid. See, because 2.0 represents the love of God. You call the love of God stupid. So if love
5: is stupid then stupid's good so let's go can i can i respond to uh the last statement that was made uh, about you know calvinism not being uh you know we don't follow calvin follow go right right. ahead okay all right let me me chris and sam can chat for a while okay let me let me respond to that uh uh, give me a second here all right now a couple things here first of all when i'm out in the streets preaching the gospel and handing out gospel tracts to complete strangers Um, I, as a Calvinist, say absolutely nothing about John Calvin. I don't talk about superlapsterianism. I don't talk about predestination, even though that's in the scripture. I don't talk about election, even though that's in the scripture. I don't say the name Calvin at all. In fact, the name doesn't even come to my mind. I preach the very basic gospel that everybody in the world is familiar with, okay, that you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross, that he rose from the grave and through him and him alone, not of works, lest any man should boast, and that within the one being called God, there coexists three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's what I as a Calvinist preach when I'm in the streets preaching the gospel. Okay? Now, if you find a Calvinist who is telling you that you must believe in predestination, and you must be, you must follow John Calvin. In order to be saved then you found a hyper calvinist you didn't find a christian you found a hyper calvinist a person who was hyper intellectual okay i don't say that stuff i don't think chris i've never heard chris r uh, propagate that kind of uh, nonsense either okay so this is one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of arminians and synergists uh make when they're talking against calvinism they always say oh john calvin's not the gospel he's not the christ what, what calvinist do you know says that okay we're talking about labels upon a soteriological position. Okay, but we both believe in the basics of the gospel. Okay? And the uh, shoot, and the other thing I want to say real quick up, uh, Pelagianism is heresy. Bye-bye. Uh, yeah, thank you for your, uh, your opinion. Uh, uh, hang on. Wait, 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 was- hold on.
0: Hold on. Wait, wait. We're done. Uh, Chris spent like 10 minutes talking about Pelagianism and and Sam stuff. Uh, before sam got here so i wanted to give them a chance to uh you know peacefully uh pass the pipe or yell and scream or damn each other to hell or you know whatever they wanted to do for a few minutes so please (laughs) let chris and sam uh chat for a while without interrupting
4: i love me some pastor sam i think that pastor sam has been told a lot of lies and has been deceived by a lot of people and i i know that pastor sam loves jesus and i think that pastor sam will eventually find his way out of the deception that has been uh he has been uh a victim of and uh i think Pastor sam is a smart guy i think he's gonna figure all this out and i think in six months um we're gonna have another reunion tearful or not that you know and this happens all the time. Pastor Sam and I will get into these tips, and then you know we come back, and, and everybody makes up, and everything's fine. And I think that that is the ultimate destiny of this conversation. What say you,
0: Sam?
8: I think you're an insensitive, racist coward.
0: Oh, dang! Wait, hang on. <clears throat> Let me try to be a moderator. So um, I, I didn't catch any racism in what he said. Um, was this part of another conversation, or this is why a part of where did the racism oh, come from? This
8: is a part of. This is a part of him using. Terminologies that are insensitive. That's why I put the insensitive part in there because I deserve I deserve an apology for. I'm a black things. man and I heard nothing racist. Wait, does this go all ask the way
0: to you? Anything? I'm not and talking to you. Sam, is this is this going all the way back to the flying monkeys from the Wizard of Oz?
8: No, it, it does. It does because it partly is what caused me to look into them. What what kind of religion is it that this man actually has? You know, and I started digging, and then I come across a conversation with, uh, with uh, Brian Dempsey, I mean Dempsey, um, and he makes a statement about, um, what is this, 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 this doctrine? It's called the doctrine of regeneration. And when he began to explain the doctrine of regeneration, I'm like, wait a minute. That's not, that's not biblically sound doctrine. Oh, it's biblically based. But it's not soundness. And so we began to look into and dig into the whole thing and man so, oh so
7: what my does that have goodness. to do with me being some it kind has of racist? I, just, it I, has
8: I
4: still want to do. You do. I still you made a charge, sir. here's the thing. Let me let me just let me just be very clear.
7: Okay. When you make that charge, yeah,
4: you need to be able to back it up, or there are consequences to that type of action. Okay, And so, please be careful in what you say and please be careful in the charges that you make without any basis that you've heard third-hand from known liars.
8: I haven't made any charges without any basis. You know what you're saying. I
4: literally just did. Did anyone else hear him make a charge against me with no basis? You know no. I, I no.
8: I heard a charge she, Brace Okay, Brace. you can okay. Have you... You can't get anybody else to answer for me. I told you what, you heard what? No, I but said. I'm a witness, and, so you know, and you know why I said I'm not talking
2: to you. I'm what's
5: not, the, I, you the, the, the reason I said you said what that? I
8: said. You know what I said? You know why I said what
2: I said? Oh, yeah, I'm just trying. To, I'm just coming trying to understand what's going on. What's the reason you said that?
5: Because I mean, he made his statement, and he know what he said. But ask but him what he not said. today, though, right? Was it another time? Or... Ask him yeah, let, is...
0: let me just set the ground because you know who cares about the gospel or anything like that. Um, well, I mean, probably everyone here knows it, so maybe that's why. <laughs> we'll, we'll be we'll be generous and say everyone here knows it. That that's why. So we have nothing else to talk about. This. There was once a conversation um, a couple months ago, and in psychology, and from the Wizard of Oz, which is where it came from. When the <laughs> Wicked Witch of the West, who is green, by the way, I'm not sure her race, but she's green, um, has she has a bunch of actual, literal monkeys with wings, and they fly around her, right? So when she's like, get them, my pretties, go, fly,
9: fly,
0: <laughs> and all these actual, literal flying monkeys in the show take off swarming around the castle. So the picture is her and, like, a Tower of Sauron, like, in her tower, standing in, on the balcony, like, with their hands up in the air, commanding them to go get them and it's her minions and you see a swarm flying in circles around her and they go steal toto um that's where it came from and in psychology because of that it's known as flying monkeys meaning if someone is like this like kind of this narcissistic domineering personality and they have the charisma to get a bunch of kind of followers and people that will will do their bidding um that becomes known as like like this flying monkey type maybe not syndrome but like this flying monkey's in psychology. Anyways,
7: also,
2: not like, a beehive. Go, not like a beehive.
0: Right, right, right. So also going back to on the other side, um, you know, in America, um, you know, at some point many years ago, um, you know, monkey became associated as a negative connotation for black people as a pejorative against them. So, you know, <laughs> thank you, you liberals.
2: So oh, you'd have different
0: it. iterations of monkey. So when nice. Chris, uh, so, so the idea is this person, um, it was this charismatic person to get people who would, you know, kind of fight her battles and, and I guess be around her. And when someone said something against her, which in this current iteration, it was Chris and her who was feuding. So because of this, Chris made some comments. Among them, he uh, called her and her group of people um, who were taking up her, her charge and fighting Chris flying monkeys. Well, because her and a couple of them happened to be black, they took it extremely as a racial pejorative when Chris meant it as the Wizard of Oz uh, flying monkeys uh, like people that do their bidding. So, so absolutely so absolutely, no reason is why this whole kerfuffle and Christians are warring. So it generously, yes, take the author of that statement at their word, and Chris said flying monkeys, meaning Wizard of Oz. Uh, that's where I fall, because otherwise he would have said monkeys and left off the flying. But because of what was happening, people were kind of going to war and fighting for battles. I have no problem being like, yeah, clearly it was the psychology Wizard of Oz reference. Um, and looking at it very, very disgenerously, Chris is a racist monster. Um, That's where we are, guys. You're all caught up. Welcome to hell. (laughs) If you're a Christian, this is as close as you'll be. Here's
8: the thing. Here's the The thing. Here's the intensity.
0: Sam, go ahead.
5: I think he cut out. Uh, Sam, we lost
0: you. If you can hear us, just let us know when you can speak.
5: Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, we hear you now, Sam.
8: It's one thing to be able to make those statements from the standpoint of being white and in America and not having to face the issues that we have faced as people in this country. That's one thing. It's another thing to be the recipient of of this type of rhetoric and behavior. And then a person who's supposed to be your friend, not Sensitivity of it being leveled against us. I understand. I, I understand. But I'm one of those people that if they're supportive of security and you make this statement, mm-hmm. I'm not monkey at all. You don't have the right to call me a monkey. At all. So- <laughs> None.
5: Don't you think, though, I mean, I, me as a black man, I like to try I to didn't. give people uh, the benefit of the doubt. Before I jump to conclusions of racism and stuff, you know, I have to see something more perpetual than rather just just one statement that could easily be taken out of context. Yeah. Um, the thing about it, so, being so I is think, that especially as Christians, especially. Christians, especially being, hold on, hold on. It, let me it,
8: let me
0: it, wrap it up. Let me wrap it up. This is not about. Let me wrap, you it, up. Let me wrap you. it up. Let No one can hear either of you. you take your sentence. Let me
5: let no me just wrap it up. I would just make a quick statement. Again, I think as Christians, this is my opinion. I think we have biblical precedent an obligation to not jump to those kinds of conclusions for every single individual that uses those type of references uh, in front of us. Um, But this, unfortunately, this is the reason why I face much uh, of the same type of rhetoric from other Black people calling me Uncle Tom, because I like to give people who are not Black that use these references a little bit of a benefit of the doubt and just kind of wait till I see further idea or indication, okay, this person is racially insensitive or racially prejudiced or something like that. But we, we can't let this this liberal leftist rhetoric get in our minds and say, every time a white person uses the word monkey or black in a particular negative fashion, while we're in their presence, therefore that means that they're being racially insensitive. We, we got right to before, grow thicker skin than that. And, and, and right, right before you go...
0: Well, Sam, right, right before you go, you said something. Maybe you can address this in it. But you know, you talked about when white people say this or whatever. You know, I, I don't know a whole lot of psychologists or prof- um, professors just in general. But there has got to be plenty of black psychiatrists or professors who use this term, who teach this term, and have somehow found peace with it, that it is not offensive. Um, I don't have an example, but there's just got to be black professors out there who teach psychology and they use this term uh, go ahead sam
8: i understand what you're saying i'm trying to just understand me and not necessarily particularly you but the man that used it i don't care nothing about what V said that's him i can understand why people say he's coony however i'm not calling him a coon because i stand up for people because people are people i have white family you understand I don't just have white friends. You know how people say, "Hey, you know, some of my best friends are white. I have my family. I can show you pictures right now. People that I love deeply. So this is not necessarily completely about the racism. It's about the sensitivity to the fact that you were supposed to be my friend. So I don't care how you think it affected everybody else. When you, when you heard and understood the fact that it is racially insensitive to some people, Uh,
0: You cut out again, but maybe this is a good point to listen. I saw Andrew his mic too, but Sam, uh, maybe you're back, but you cut out for a second, but I think I see it. So Chris, okay. So on one hand, if you want to say, well, look, it may be a fine term, but if you're my friend, if you care, you know, it could be taken as racially insensitive. Therefore, if you care, don't do it. But is there no grace for not just Chris, but whoever would do that, who thinks, look, I don't need to tiptoe around my friends. Like I don't need every thought I think that comes out of my mouth to be filtered through the the lens of race and think I can't say things because I, I I'm, I have to tiptoe on eggshells. Like maybe he didn't think about that because he thought what he didn't think, maybe you shouldn't have to think, which is kind of where I fall down on. It's like, well, look, I don't need to like self-censor because it's not that kind of conversation. Like Sam's my friend. If I want to say a, a term, I can say the term. I mean, if you ask him to say the N-word, he's probably going to be like, oh, no, I don't feel good about that. I'm going to censor. It's like, why on that? Why not other things? I don't know. Everyone's got their threshold. But is that what it comes down to? Like, if Chris would have been somehow walking on eggshells and thought, no, this has the potential to offend Sam. Therefore, I'm going to use a different term. Or in the heat of the moment, when he's talking about this, like, you know, the the person, which, by the way, I'm, I'm not super familiar with that conversation, just enough to know they were fighting. But you know, he's like, here's a term. I'm going to use it. I don't need to walk on eggshells around every sentence that comes out of my mouth. Is that where the crux of the problem is? I think so.
5: It's stressful, too, man. I mean, you got to watch what you say every time. And You know, I don't want to do that to anybody. I want people to be free, to be able to speak freely. Um, Just two weeks ago, I was dealing with an absolute racist, and he was saying some really terrible stuff. And the the fact that I wasn't flipping furniture or raising my voice or yelling at him and stuff, just made him even more angry because that's what he was trying to get out of me. Um, and so I I just kept countering some of the facts, some of the things that he was saying about black people, uh, you know, because we, we we you know I was trying to stay with facts regarding you know, you know successes with you know with blacks and whites and stuff. Uh, the guy clearly didn't want to hear about Black history, about the contributions that the Black people's made in this country. I mean- uh, so, he, but he just kept getting angry whenever he kept re- resorting to racial epithets and stuff, and he wasn't getting the reaction for me uh, that he had hoped for. Um, but I still identify him as a racist because that's what he is. Uh, but it was—I don't call him racist because he used a word here that I myself am so easily agitated or you know, by by him being used and by him using it because he's not black. You know what I mean? So I try to give him a benefit of the doubt first and then I wait until I see more of the same rhetoric coming out of his mouth and then I might conclude that he's a racist. But but My I mean, in some way... It's a- phone, yeah, phone go ahead, phone Sam.
8: Died. I not want y'all to think I was running. The phone died. Um, so Can I lend a perspective too when I get a chance? What I was saying uh, is yeah. What I was saying is that I don't, I'm not asking for anyone else's opinion but Chris's. Uh, Respectfully, uh, I say that in respect to the fact that uh, this is Nate's room, so I'm not really levying that towards him. But I am speaking directly to V and any other black person that thinks that they can stand in for me and how I'm offended. See, I don't care about how you feel as a black person. I'm talking about how I feel and how a person is supposed to be a Christian. You're throwing Christian around real good. His person is supposed to be a Christian. Then why wasn't his Christianity uh, turned on like a spidey sense and said, well, you know what, this might hurt somebody else in a different way, especially after you've been, in, you've been uh, told that this is insensitive to some people.
0: Well, if you Wait, want a perfect Christian, you won't find one. But go ahead, Christian No, I'm not We're looking for
8: perfection. I'm not. I'm not looking
0: for perfection.
8: I'm looking no, for humanity. But, you,
4: but, but what I have heard from the same exact crowd is there is no repentance, there is no grace. The only thing you can do is go and die.
8: Well, I did. Did you hear me say that?
4: No, but that okay, is Okay, so crowd I'm the speaking to you, my friend. And so I'm what speaking I to
8: you about how so it made me heard.
4: feel. So what I am saying to you is: A, you weren't even there. B, what did happened did you say it?
8: Did you no, say it? It wasn't,
4: even, it wasn't even said in audio. What it was was in the back chat. We were talking about Sister Cherry and about how, what a narcissist she is. And I said, "By the way, some of you guys are flying monkeys around Sister Cherry." And as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, "Yeah, there's going to be some of these some of these uh, Marxists that are going yeah. like, to take this and run with it." And that's what, exactly what they did. Exactly what I thought would happen is exactly what happened. Well, and I said, yes, that was not the, Now, let me finish, sir. You've been talking about me for 40 hours straight. I get four minutes to talk to you. So, and, with, and you've had no facts. And so what I'm trying to do is lay out the facts. Now, we talked about this. I talked about it with Yeshua, which, by the way, Yeshua has been absent from this whole thing. You know why? Because he realizes it's, it's insane.
8: How are you going to okay? speak for Yeshua? Yeshua.
4: He, I'm just saying, he hasn't been around for this. So what yeah. I'm saying to you is, what I'm saying to you is that, again, this was something that because people hate, they need a cudgel to use against their enemies. And so this is exactly what was done, and you were sucked into it. no. Now, was it yes now wait was it the best choice of words i said no it was not the best choice of words was it racial in any way absolutely not and the the, the continuing and i understand the way that people feel about words and these types of things was but words have meaning
0: sam words you got to mute have,
4: bro sounds of feedback can you mute sam go ahead chris words have words have meaning And I have been using this term about Silver Star and his followers for over a year. And no one batted an eye. Okay? And then the minute that I call out Cherry is when all hell, literal hell, broke loose with demons running among And what I am telling you is that you have been deceived
2: by demons. And you need to come and repent for your one shot. We
4: need when g Who keeps letting DJ up? He does that constantly.
9: Sorry, I didn't realize. My bad. I don't know. It's
4: all good. Somebody just put out a, a public service announcement that DJ, don't let him on stage because you'll play like 90s hip hop and, and, and act like he doesn't hear you. I mean, I don't
9: hate it, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's sounded like a hard note.
2: Hilarious. Bite. That is funny. Can I, uh, I didn't know Chris, did you get cut off? Cause I've, I've, I've had a perspective that I wanted to say for like a minute now. And I know.
4: I yeah, No, go right, go right okay. ahead. Go right ahead. So uh,
2: Chris, I understand what you're saying. Sam, I understand what you're saying. This is not an attempt to mediate between the two of you. I think Nate's doing a phenomenal job with that. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> Nate. Yes. Yes. Um, by the mouth of two and three, the word is confirmed. Um, mm-hmm. But what I will say to lend a different perspective that I think we all agree with, especially because it comes from how we do theology, especially when we're dealing with people like Hebrew Israelites or modalists, etc. etc. We say context is everything, don't we? We say that no words have meaning apart from their context. Why? Because that's great foundational exegetical principles, right? You don't know what this word means unless you look at it in relation to the other words used around it. You got to maybe look at some social uh, context, some historical context, et cetera, et cetera. And when you're establishing meaning, you don't do it based off of the hearers. You do it based off of what? Authorial intent, right? So I want to ground the conversation in because we are talking about, oh, we're Christians, we're Christians. Well, let's talk about being theological in our perception of Christian, Christianity, right? The way we deal with everything. And I think that applies to spoken words as much as it applies to written words because before these words were written, they were spoken by Jesus, spoken by Peter and Paul and all these other people, right? Before people wrote down what happened. So we have to understand authorial intent. And this is what I mean. I used to be in the military. You guys know that. And I'll say this briefly. I was around some of the most hostile atheists. And I mean, like, this is like atheism 2.0. It's not just a rejection of God. It's like, no, Christianity is evil. All forms of religion is evil. And wherever possible, we need to seek to undermine it, to ridicule it, to bastardize it, to totally, like, haze anybody who holds these naive fairy tale beliefs. And... Specifically in the air crew community, that's people who fly on planes in the military, that was prevalent. It was just part of the culture, right? So flying on planes, literally, I would be subject to people who were racist, atheists, whatever. And I heard this joke, and it's relative to this, this particular saying that's in question. I heard this joke, right? What do you call a black airman? And somebody else said what? And they said a flying monkey. Same phrase, but the authorial intent based on the speaker, based on the innuendo, based on the intended uh, reaction they were trying to get, saying this loudly and in the earshot of other black people, and specifically targeting me as a black Christian on the plane, there is an absolute inherent uh, 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 intent of racist jargon there. What do you call a black person that flies? The emphasis is on a black person who happens to fly and the flying is where you get flying monkey or a black airman, people on the, in the military, right? That are in the air force. Same phrase, but because it's racially motivated, that lends to the racist remark, right? That lends to the insult. On the contrary, I can say that this term, not just as a, Um, I wasn't aware of the psychological underpinnings of it, that it's something that's actually taught in psychology, in the actual disciplines, probably in a textbook somewhere. We could probably cite a source, but I've definitely heard it as a cultural reference, not unlike people use Beyonce's followers as the beehive. Like, oh, the beehive is coming, because that's what they call (laughs) the people who, in a cult fashion, follow Beyonce, right? So I've heard it used in exactly the same way for the last two decades, where flying monkeys is a referent to like the mindless drones, which is also a reference to uh, uh, the clone wars and what's a face. What is that? Star Wars, mindless drones. Right? So I understand the cultural reference. And what I'm saying is when we're parsing out, especially as an accusation of racism, because I think that's a serious accusation because it has underpinnings of hate, of bigotry, of selflessness, uh, egocentrism, ethnocentrism, a whole lot of underlying stuff associated with just the singular charge of racism. So if we're going to say Chris is a racist and we're validating or evaluating the his, this statement that he made, we need to, to approach it, I think, not emotionally. And this is not to you, Sam. This is generally, right? Because I understand you have your feelings and your feelings are what they are, right? But if we want to be objective and fair and definitely theological, we need to approach them the way we would approach text. We need to look at authorial intent. Now, I won't give a rendering on what I think Chris's authorial intent is, because I don't. I think that may be counterproductive and maybe even inflammatory. I don't think that's necessary. The point that I want to bring out is, if we're going to be fair and impartial and objective, right? then we have to look at authorial intent. We got to look at the context, the way in which it was meant. And we have to determine objectively, not just by how it makes us feel. We have to determine objectively whether or not there was racially biased motivation in putting these words together in this environment, in this space-time moment. You know, that's, that's a I'm good point.
10: Say.
0: Well, that's a good point. It's like, I mean, it's like the Bible, right? Like how many... How many years do people spend going over the context and getting like, you know, the proper hermeneutics and the author's intent? That's, that's like all about what the Bible is, right? So it's people are constantly trying to go over the author's intent, the author's intent, and we don't have the author to ask. So I completely agree with that. And, you know, many times like when people misconstrue something I say, I'm like, look, guys, as the author of my statement, I know what I said. I'm saying it's not what you're saying. So you have two choices. Believe the author of that statement or just call me a liar, whatever. Like, I'm not going to lose sleep if you think I'm lying. So, Chris, as the author who's living and breathing right now with us, um, <laughs> I don't know. Are you a wild, crazy racist, or is that not
4: your intent? Right. That was never the intent. Um, the so, believe we'll him or call again. him a liar. Right. I mean, and that's what I believe you good. Yeah, there are people who think I'm telling the truth, and there are people who think I'm lying, and that's what it comes down to, and, and that's people's personal opinion, and there's nothing I can do to change that. All I can say is what the original the original content of the statement was, and what it means, um, the fact that it's been used for over a year for other people, um, and that—
8: Which I can you know, confirm, was I've it, been
2: in those rooms with Silver Star, where he said— he Why
8: not right? just say, why not just say, yeah. I'm sorry? So, that it offended you. Why not do that? I was that? about well, to say so, that. So I was. Why not just, just do that instead of because that's not an apology that you would
5: accept?
8: I'm not asking you, V. I didn't say anything to you. I'm talking yeah, to you Chris. If you were Chris, then Damn. I would be expecting an apology from you. But I'm not. Well, maybe talking he was about to, to say it,
4: but you're yelling at him. I was were you literally. About to say it? <laughs> I was literally getting there. So what I was saying is, you know, the minute again, the moment I said, the moment I typed the comment, I was like. Oh, wait a minute, context. And then I was like, ah, oh, crap. Um, and then, you know, exactly, like I said, exactly as I predicted, it was used as a as a cudgel. And so, Sam, here is the thing. It was not the most wise use of words. And I have said this many times. I said this in Ask a Christian, like whenever we started talking about this, Nate, like three weeks ago, um, I said the exact same thing. I said it was not the, the most wise use of words. And those eggshells in our culture that V is talking about, they do apply, okay? Especially when dealing with what I know is a group of leftists. So I should have been far more careful. Um, And I apologize. Stop, Steph. (laughs) Let me finish. So, Sam, what I would say is I apologize that you were hurt by my statement. I truly do apologize that you were hurt by my statement. You're a brother of mine. You know, I love you. I know you're angry and I know that you want to, you know, that this has to burn itself out and it will eventually. But what I'm saying to you is that, you know, whatever impertinent statements that people make, we don't hold them to that, to an impossible standard. And that is what I am trying to get at. And again, the reason that I don't go to a big old room and have a two-hour Maoist struggle session is because that is what Parable the left apology. does. Yeah, so sorry, Steph. I mean, what I'm trying to say is, Sam, I am sorry that you were hurt by the comment.
8: Okay. Now, um, just to be clear, I I didn't think that you meant it that way, but because of our relationship, but the fact that you didn't think about me ahead of time and what it might mean, anything that fits in this category, spirit chunker, spook, all of that stuff that, goes in there, it should never be levied by us that are supposed to be dipped and fried in the Holy Ghost and the love of God. I was on a conversation with uh, Captain Tezoriak about two months ago. And I called the guy that was with him a cracker. Knowing that it's racially insensitive, but I did it for the purpose of bringing to the fact that they are a black hate group with a white man at the hand, but they want to try to hide it. They don't want anybody to say anything about it. So I knew that by saying cracker, it would get it to, it would bring up everything that's necessary to expose them. They didn't keep that. They, they said a whole bunch of things about me, but they didn't bring that up. But my point is, I understand that. But I think that in the future, you and everybody else. We all should think about what it is that we're saying, how it could affect other people. And I do accept your apology. I and I mean it with the utmost sincerity.
4: Well, wow, something there I'm glad ahead. to hear that, Sam. That's great. And and so just for the record, can we just back, can everybody, we, like, can we let their, him? everybody, like, finish? We put <clears throat> their weapons down and say that, you know, this is not that, uh, you know, you, you had said I was a racist earlier. Do you still stand by that? Are you are you still a racist? <laughs> no, I am not a racist. I've never been a racist. I was not raised that way. What are we doing? You were you the racist 15 minutes ago. <laughs> but... but.
8: But, but I accept your apology. So, I wish so, racism, I wish dealing with racism
0: was that easy for everybody. And so, no, you're not a racist from dead. this point. So, on wait. one hand, but wait, wait, before, wait, before we blow everything up again, like, it, on one hand, I'm like, wow, is something actually good being done here today? So, like, I'd like to, I'd like to uh, say yes and keep in that spirit. But, um, I don't know, just, just a word of relatively neutral advice, because I was at arm's length from all this whole kerfuffle. But I would say, you know, to Sam's point, you know, being dipped and fried or whatever you said in, in the Holy Ghost, like, you know, being a Christian, someone who's trying to, like Paul says, as much as depends on you, live at peace with all people. There are some people you can't live at peace with, um, but as much as depends on you. So, you know, even though I'm, I'm really big on I hate censorship uh, pretty much of every kind, every kind uh, I will still, you know, in the interest of being peaceable censor myself. Sometimes if I know someone doesn't like a topic or something like, you know, I'm going to be true to my convictions no matter what, but if there's a way I can say it, that's going to, you know, be insensitive or be more taking them into consideration. I'll usually opt for that one uh, while not compromising my convictions. So, uh, you know, if I would have had the forethought, I probably wouldn't have used that term thinking like, you know, if I had it right, because sometimes you don't have time to consider what you're saying. It would be good if before you say everything, you do think, right? It's like, what, like, think think twice and speak once or something? That's, it's kind of like a construction reference. It's like measure twice and cut, <laughs> cut once. But sometimes we get in the heat of the moment and we don't have time to consider the words coming out of our mouth. So when those instances happen, I would like the other side, um, you know, the think before you speak, which we all should do, but in the, exa- in the times where we don't have the opportunity because we're just in the middle of something, we're talking too fast, we don't have the power to speak and process, So that's not good. But when the times happens um, and someone does, you know, speak without fully considering it and something flies, instead of immediately getting offended, I I would propose for that group because we've already talked about the group that, you know, you shouldn't you you should think before you speak. Right. So it's bad if you don't. But to the group that would immediately take offense, I I would hope they would extend a little bit of grace and think, you know, if he probably would have thought of that, he probably would have considered it. But, you know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and think it was in the heat of the moment. And, you know, he he was just foolish for not thinking before he spoke. But, you know, he would have taken my feelings into account because we're bros or whatever. Um, so I'll give him some grace. Uh, and then if he does over and over and over, maybe grace is a little bit less. But I think that would be fair for all sides.
5: Well, said. I'm,
2: about, well said. I'm about to head out, guys. Uh wanted to say, uh, you know, for everybody to have a, a good day. Sam, Chris, Nate, Steph, everybody else, Kev. Um, apostle.
8: Yep, Andrew, why don't oh. you to leave? Apostle, have a good day.
2: Apostle. Yep. Thank
1: you, thank you. Um, this
5: is
2: yeah,
1: apostle sounds like Vivek can, Ramaswamy. Can, can, we, can, <laughs> can we collaborate, soon, brother? There's not many people that are battle hard, <laughs> such as yourself. I, I hopped into a room, I hopped into, I hopped into a room that we had a god talk room, and it came in at the tail end of you just giving some fire. I mean, you just spitting fire, and you laughed. And then I've never seen you again, and so I just um, I think you're one of the few that can really like get in there and, and get all up in there and really deal with what's going on. So um, can we first soon? Are you, can you do that? Yeah,
2: that sounds that sounds great. Um, it, it sounds phenomenal. Let's 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 do this. I'll drop my phone number in like a, a private voice message to okay. you when hey, I get here. off of here, and then please. you can send me a text yeah, and we can work go. it out. Um, I appreciate Chris, that. I love man. you, and I believe you. Pastor Sam, I love you, and I believe you. I'm glad there was reconciliation in the room. I think that is a testament to the spirit of God at work that we can dwell peacefully, as Nate said. Um, and John
5: thirteen thirty five, baby. John
9: thirteen thirty five. Yes. Uh, yes okay. Uh, I all right. Uh, bye, Mark. Are you gonna our Mar- Mar- you for the best. Uh, yeah. No. I. I'm. I'm like. I saw Kevin on Mike a few times, and I wanted to let him go first. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. Let's just get let's like get some me. of the people. Let's get some of the people who haven't spoke yet. I think it's just, well Samuel can't talk. He just came up for better quality. He says, I think Kevin's the only one that hadn't spoke. Uh, yeah, Kevin, go ahead and speak if you like.
4: Yeah, I mean, I just came up to try to offer some wisdom and advice. We need it, but it looks like you guys were able to take care of it. So um, I have nothing to say.
9: Uh, okay, well. if I'm the only one who feels unsettled, I will let it go.
4: Well, I do. Why? That I is wisdom beyond your it. age. You want to <laughs> add to it now? Um, I want to add to it
8: too.
0: <laughs> I have a feeling what's going to be said, but yeah, it's probably like if the people, if the two people in the problem have reconciled, let's let's not stir it back up. Like, I could be oh, like, Chris. well, you know, it was one of those apologies where it's like, well, you know, I'm sorry you're stupid. I'm sorry you're ignorant, which it wasn't at all. I'm just going, getting, <laughs> going, going straight. But like, it's yeah. like, oh, it wasn't really like, you know, you didn't sign a blood yeah. oath, Chris. It didn't count. Like, we need your blood.
4: Anyway, which is strawberry
0: uh,
9: That's not though. what I was going to go for there. I,
4: look. Well, before before you do that, Sam, you know, I love you. You know, you're my brother. We've been through a lot together. Um, give me a call later today and we will talk privately um, and again like it breaks my heart that this has been a rift for so long and that we haven't had the opportunity to 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 talk it out okay so please give you have my number call me later today and let's let's really pray about it and talk together okay bro show 2.0 two
0: does that mean we get to lose all the fun iterations of uh, the tulip PTRs and stuff like that? Or can we oh, we, no. can we, oh, can no. we still keep the Calvin no, no, bashing, no, no. Arminian bashing PTRs?
5: Yeah, actually, I wanted to respond. Uh, Chris just did. Uh, what you, what Christians did is the complete opposite of what I've heard also from other non-Calvinists say, uh, well, one of the reasons I'm not a Calvinist is because the Calvinists are so mean, and they, mean and stuff like that. And and we what we just saw there is a complete uh, the opposite of that example that I've heard from uh, several non-Calvinists. Uh, and the the We could see the same exact thing on the other side as well. So it's not a Calvinist or Armenian monogist synergism issue. The reason why you might see some individuals on either side acting like idiots and jerks is because of altogether now, boys and girls, sin. Fallen nature. No, it yes. happened because it was predestined. It has nothing to do... No, 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 you're talking about the hard determinist view. I don't hold to that view. But however, we all do stupid stuff from time to time and have what we what I call the idiot second, meaning that right before we do the thing, there's something in the back of our mind that says, I, I, don't do it, don't do it, and then you do it anyway. Okay? All of us <clears> suffer <throat> that. Why? Because of Sin. Our fallen state. So it has nothing to do with John Calvin or Calvinism, okay, or anything of, the, of that nature. It's sin. It's in all of us. We still slip up and fall short sometimes. And, you know, we, this is one of the functions of the church to bring exhortation, admonition, encouragement, and esteem.
0: I mean, it's kind of like when, uh, you know, I like to think that when, you know, professing Christians get so heated with a, in a discussion with an atheist, and the atheist, you know, in turn gets heated. And they're like, oh, yeah, why don't you just pray for me to burn in hell then? What about that if God answers prayers? And then you have the Christian in front of YouTube and God and the whole world watching, praying for the atheist to burn in hell. I like to think that is because of sin. <laughs> and, and if you're going to find a Christian, right. think, what, what kind of Christian would do that? Does it mean they're not a true Christian? I like to think not. I like to think it's because sin, and if anyone needs a shining example of why everyone needs Jesus, um, it's because of things like that. Even Christians still have gross missteps, and, uh, you know, it is sin. That's why we need Jesus. That's like a great example. Um, Also, you know how sometimes they say, well, if if people pray for years and years and they finally get a prayer answered, um, you know, you don't have time— You know, it's like the celebrations are short-lived because you're instantly going to get something else to pray for that's just going to, like, fall in your lap. Is that to, like, you know, keep faith going, keep reliance on God, or build reliance on God? Well, it's like, you know, we've solved this three-month problem, um, thanks, Jesus, um, only to go back into the Calvinism-Arminian fight. I hope I'm joking, and it's all in good fun, but I thought it was worth mentioning. Uh, Saint, what's up, Saint? How are you today? good morning.
10: Good thanks. Just starting my work day. Anything on your mind? Uh, yeah, like I was <clears throat> so when God says no one can do good and then what what does that mean exactly? Because obviously we can make good choices. It's my understanding that it's kind of tied into salvation like nobody can be good enough to go into salvation but i was told that only god can do good things in us so it's never us doing it but it's god and that just did it and then i got kicked out of a room shortly after that
0: (laughs) for for that reason (laughs) for that reason
10: (laughs) well from from pressing on it like trying to get down to the root because they were saying like two things at once.
0: Well, for and my this, answer, I would say no one, no one is good but God. So if we do what the world calls good, like helping a little old lady cross the road, sure, the world calls that good. But God's standard of good, I would say, is perfection. That's where it doesn't matter how many old ladies you help across the road and say, "See, I did that. I did that. I'm good. I'm good, right?" Well, by the world, sure, you can you can say you can do good stuff. But by God, you know, our righteousness, our righteous, you know, good works are filthy rags. So um, by God's standard of good, like just just think of perfection. Think of perfect. Are you perfect in every single way when you help an old lady cross the road? No, you could have just clubbed a bunch of baby seals before you did that. You're not perfect. You did something good um, by the world's standards. But is that good for God's? No, because you're not perfect. Uh, that's my answer. I expect someone to like come with that at a different angle.
5: But that's fine. yeah. That's, that's a very that's good, my good way of putting. it. I was gonna say, thinking of Kim Kardashian while I was crossing the old ladies across the street. But yeah. You know.
10: <laughs> well, for me, it's like doing good would be doing what God commands. And I brought up, I brought up instances, specific instances, and they were like, "Yeah, that was God in you." And I was like, "So God commands us to do things, but we can't do them. It's only God in us that can do them." And then they brought up, oh, you don't think God commands you to do things you can't do? Try being perfect. So, Vecco, what's your view?
5: (laughs) I take uh, Nate's position uh, exactly, word for it. Everything that Nate said, I agree 100%. Because it's scriptural. so.
10: So you can do good during the day and it's not God?
5: No, the only good that we do is good. By God's declaration of it, not by the world standards. So, if I do anything good, it's by what God says is good, not by what my neighbor says is good. Yeah, that's, so there might be temporal, there might be temporal and moral benefits uh, for the good that I do uh, for other people, but we're talking about the inherent nature of the thing. What determines it to be good or bad? Well, we use God as the standard. So if I do anything good, it might be hated by the world, Uh, but it's good because it's in God's eyes. Like, for example, preaching the gospel. Uh, People hate hearing about Jesus Christ. Is that a bad thing? Is it immoral to preach the gospel? No. It's a good thing because we want to see souls get saved. But the world says, I don't want to hear that. So it's bad. So by which standard are we determining what's good and what's evil? Well... If you're a Christian, what you say you God do? is the standard.
10: You would say though that nobody wants to hear it unless if God
5: makes them. Well, if you speak it to the Calvinist view, yeah, we say that person hears the gospel and responds salvifically to it. That's because of God's predestined order, predestining order. And if they
8: respond negatively to it, it's because of God's predestined order. Let's do it right.
5: Well, philosophically, that makes sense, but that's not biblical. It has, it's not biblical. The other thing you are talking about is not biblical either. Not, no, because no, I Because then can prove we have I a of God. It. No, 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 yep, disagree. Yep. I can prove it. We, we, can, we got the passages that. and acts.
0: Uh, you no, got, got noise going on in your background.
5: We got yeah, passages <clears throat> and acts that clearly demonstrate that repentance was given to people. We see that people, that Jesus made it very clear in John 15 that you can do yeah. nothing without me. We saw in Isaiah uh, that uh, Nathan just quoted. Nate just quoted Isaiah sixty-four. Our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. Okay, Philippians three nine. Paul says that uh, we're not saved by the keeping of the law, you know, but by the imputed righteousness of Jesus Christ. So that's where every believer. So. No, for, for believers, yes, right. not for well, non so well, believers. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. So, someone,
0: someone just asked, David just asked, what's a Calvin Arminian fight? I don't know if I'm being trolled, but right no, here this, is your answer.
5: I'm not an Arminian, so it's not. it wouldn't be a Calvin Arminian But well, you're a synergist, fight, though, that's for sure. You're definitely a synergist.
8: Well,
0: hang on. I'm a, the boy. I'm a ah! I, I, Oh, boy. Let's
8: keep okay, it hang that's, I'm that's even worse. <laughs> that's
5: even worse. <laughs>
0: hang on. So before everyone starts, quote, proving scripture, i mean i guess it's only proof if it convinces the other person the other people aren't convinced so i mean I, I guess you know quote proof is relative um if it convinces the other person then it's proof for them um but it's not happening right before we all start using the same exact verses that we've been doing since google plus <laughs> to prove things um
2: <laughs> You're the, right.
0: the, the calvinist arminian even though sam isn't uh, if it's not calvinist you know it takes the place it basically comes on predestination and free will and. Do you have any part in your salvation? Like, does the Holy Spirit draw you and then you can respond, which means if you can respond, yes, you can also respond no, thus resisting the will of God? Or does it mean you're just like a fish swimming in sea, not thinking about anything, and then one day you you would, like, hear the gospel, you hear a street preacher, and something's just like, wow, like, God. But something's just like, wow, I, I believe this. What has happened? Like, I need to change my life. I follow Jesus now. Because you have no say in it. God picked you. God commands you to follow him. That's the thing. And I like um, either the compatibilist view, which is, look, whether if God said, okay, hands off, you totally have free will. Do what you're going to do. Well, the choices you would totally do if God's like, nope, nope, I want you to pick. um, It would be the same exact result as if God totally makes you do it, uh, because it kind of takes the bullets out of everyone's gun. And it's like, look, it's a non-issue. It doesn't matter. Or the really zoomed out view is look whether you think you chose god or god totally chose you it doesn't matter each person is going to say well they're saved the calvinist who thinks god totally chose someone they're going to say well yeah they're they're saved like you know i mean we don't know the heart only god knows the heart but looking at their fruits looking at the profession um yeah the calvinist that thinks god totally picks people he'd say well god picked you you're one of the elect the person that thinks that you can totally pick uh you know to choose or reject God. Um, they're also going to look at that same person that the Calvinist just pronounced, you know, a Christian. And they're going to say, well, yeah, congratulations, brother. You totally chose God all on your own. You're saved. So the end result, if you can get past the nitpicky fighting on, on how the mechanism worked um, is that that person by any metric, the Calvinist or Arminian view, they are saved. And then they just, quibble about how they got saved, which it doesn't matter. Like you've, you've that, you, you've heard that you got over that hurdle Enjoy your eternal life. It has begun. Thank you. No, anyway.
5: Amen. Amen. Praise reject, God, man.
8: Thank you so I much reject for saying that. I reject the idea because <clears throat> at the heart of Calvinism is paganism and uh, uh, well, different right. ideologies that are made uh, to look like Christianity. Well, and who have told you that? If Calvinism, That's
5: a flat out lie. You can't demonstrate that at all.
8: If Calvinism, if Calvinism, is the gospel? Then the gospel is not the gospel. See, he's doing I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm. Uh, hey, go ahead, Sam, Nate. Can I,
0: can I? Well, can I pause you right there, Sam? I, I want to go right back to Sam as soon as this is done. Um, so maybe it's going to be like the the maybe it's going to be like a, a oneness or a Mormon who who would say the correct gospel, but then you would say they mean different things. So maybe that's where this is going. But just since you said it's it's not the right gospel, um, I don't know. Veckle, in like 30 seconds, could you tell the gospel as you know it? Um, just, just so we uh, – then we'll get back to Sam.
5: Yeah, the gospel is this, that man and his women have inherited a sinful nature, and God requires 100% absolute perfection from the moment that we're born to the moment that we die. That is the only way that we're going to ever attain eternal life, but absolutely impossible for us, right? Correct. And this is why the Son of the living God was sent down from heaven unto the earth to be the propitiation for the sins so that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus is the Christ. He died on the cross. He rose from the grave and it's through him and him alone, not of works, not of works. Okay. That all men and women are saved. That's the gospel. Okay. It has nothing to do with that sounds, what we do, but real who close. we are. No, Hang no, on. that is the gospel, sir. Wait wait Sam that I'm going to with this. They know about the being close or nothing. It's the gospel. Okay
0: so so now Sam uh, going back to what you said, would you say sure, technically the words he said are the gospel, but then you would say um he means different things by that. Like I'm just trying to like, you know, get you down this down this trend. Yeah,
8: I, I would I would say no because he used terminology that's not um
0: Wait, I would In say that dot. was a great gospel yeah. presentation. What terminology did you find uh, fault well, with? He
5: said, he, he said, Yeah, he's speaking out of bias. Who's got the train?
0: Was that Sam's train? It
9: is, yeah. He's yeah, got to yeah, wait. Okay. Give him a second.
0: Well, okay. So, I mean, even I if you turn you it told, so here, here, Here's the well, thing. Well, you, we, okay, we, yeah, yeah, go ahead.
9: Okay, because
8: the gospel's good news. And in order to be able to speak about the good news, you have to talk about the bad news. And the bad news is not that we're that we're imperfect. That's not the bad news. The bad news is that what Adam did, it it, it broke the relationship between your father. It also uh, severely caused damage to our psychology, our philosophy, our spirituality. And our physicality, our body is going to die. We're going to die in that sense, although already being dead in those other senses that were made. This is, this is, this broke the relationship between God and man. And God loves us. He did not want this, but Adam chose this. There's no way back to the Father. There's no way back to that love relationship. What did God do for God so love the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. And that is the purpose of the cross.
1: And by whosoever, he means whosoever.
0: Well, well yeah, but I'm, we're already like, we're already getting into like nitpicking the gospel, but I mean, Again, what, I'm what, not I, not a Calvinist, but I mean, my, even yeah, I, think, yeah, I would think even. Hey, wait, wait, hang on, my hold on. Wait, uh, yeah, oh yeah, your phone. But you know, even if we're not talking about like, I'm I'm not a Calvinist, uh, Chris. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I can still see it. Like, whosoever will is whosoever will. So I mean, if if it right. right like right now, since no one knows, right? This is it, I don't know. It's just like a different philosophy or outlook, like you know, glass half empty. Thank or full. you. It's like a it's like a philosophical position, right? So it's like whosoever will means whosoever no one knows who in in the Calvinist term is elect or not so it's like if I said to Michael down there right now Michael do you believe in Jesus he's like you know what I don't know what happened yes I believe you're Jesus then the Calvinist would say great you're one of the uh, well the not Calvinist would say great you're one of the whosoever will and the Calvinist would say well yeah but I would say elect um so I mean it's all these roads lead to the exact same spot and it just kills me that you know people nitpick over terms but I mean, I guess if you really think one of the – like you you said when I asked, Sam, if, if one of the um, – if the gospel was fine, and I thought what both of you guys said was fine. But you said it was a terminology. Like yeah. if we could have Veckle edit one word, that would still be the gospel. Like I don't know what word you're talking about, with propitiation, or I, I don't even know well, what word no, you're, said, you're getting. He, he, he
8: said God demands perfection. That, oh, okay, not, right, right, right. Okay, okay, that's right. Not what, but that's not what
0: the gospel is about. Right. The hey, hang is on on. about okay. demanding perfection.
8: The gospel I'm going somewhere else, Sam.
0: The gospel is right. about – Okay, Sam, I I get it. But okay. if I if I if if we asked Veckel to say the gospel ten times, he would probably say it one time in a different way than that. It doesn't mean it's not the gospel. So I would just say if that's the hang-up, like God demands perfection, uh, if you ask him ten times – like I, you guys went way deeper. You went Old Testament. You went all the way to the back, right? Usually because people are yelling and screaming uh, at each other that when someone's like – I'm like, look, here's the gospel, right? If, if you get Adam and Eve in original sin, great. If you have time to spit that out before you're interrupted. But – I just be like, look, the gospel is this. Repent. Stuff you know you shouldn't be doing, stop it. Go the other way. Believe Jesus as God, the God of the Bible. It came from heaven to earth, lived as a human, lived a perfect life, let himself be murdered for our sins. He was a sacrifice, died, he rose from the dead. And if you believe that and confess Jesus as Lord, ask him to save you, forgive you, make you born again, give you eternal life, you will receive it. That's it. That's the gospel. I like to think um, most of the people would agree that that's the gospel. Um, So I, right. I I don't know.
5: <laughs>
0: yeah, can I? Hang on, wait, wait, wait. I, I, Sam, I think got interrupted by his phone call, and then I interrupted him. Go ahead, Sam. Finish what you're saying. So, so,
8: so, so, just to be clear, though, Nate, my issue is I don't have a problem with the gospel. The issue is that when the gospel is changed or marred by the uh, ideologies that Calvinism brings into to bear. You you, you you don't want believers believing things that are not true of the word. So, for instance, let's take this this doctrine of regeneration from what Dempsey has dis, d, described it. Okay, and I've seen it written in documents as well that people Wait, are being which, which am um, people are people are being born again before receiving the gospel.
4: Before receiving the faith. No, that's not what Dempsey said. That's a complete no. misunderstanding no, no, of what he no, said. No,
8: no, no, it's no not. it is. No, it's it is. Not. I guarantee no, it. No, you can't.
9: Come. It hold because on, hold on. You I, yes, hold on. Hold on. Hey, hold on. anything that, says hey, that. Hey, hey, that. Hey, Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, hold hey. this? Hey, can- hey, goodness. All right. You can't, guys. Chris, you can't argue that Calvinism holds that regeneration precedes faith. Okay. That's the Calvinist position. That's not exactly what he said, word. though. That's that not is what he said. said. No, that is not you, what
4: okay, you well, said. You hold on, hold on. said that Calvinism is the regeneration. This is because we we're talking about for women. So. Someone, hold on. Yeah,
8: All yeah, right.
9: right. I um, mean, if you if you let me have the reins for a second, do, do well, it. Okay, okay. Okay, guys, listen. I've been along for the ride. Okay. I've been friends with Chris for two and a half years. I've been in Pastor Sam's rooms the two past two weeks, and I'm in. Uh, position where I was in Pastor Sam's room defending that Calvinists are Christians, and most people were not on that, on that, uh, you know, agreeing. All right. So here's the problem: Pastor Sam is going to say that Calvinism has a problem with giving the gospel because very, 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 very quickly in Calvinist doctrine, you can't, you can no longer give what he sees as a biblical view, and honestly, what I see as a biblical view as well. For example. The example that people kept giving was that if you're evangelizing to someone and you're a Calvinist, you can't say honestly that God loves them. You don't know if God loves them. God... Of course we do. Okay. That's silly. So we can that's go rid- into that's the nuances. completely ridiculous. Well, you don't
4: understand what God's love is
5: if you're saying that. Yeah. Well, man, I would love oh to. Oh my God.
9: I have been oh like, I'm, I'm at the end of my rope with all of, with you. Drop people. him. <sighs> no, I'm not going to drop him because then he'll complain about it for like six years. All right. Listen, can I go after you? you? No, no, Saint. No one wants to hear from you. Well, I didn't say that, but let me just finish. Okay. Chris, we got into the depths of what Calvinists mean by God's love. So you can sit up here and argue. No, God does love everybody. And then Matt Slick would disagree with you. Calvinist teaching would disagree with you. And you're about to go into the nuance of what kind of love God has for all people. And right. what Calvin, right? So what Calvin said is it it's a disdainful, hateful love. All right?
1: No, 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 so no, no, no. That's, no, again, no, no, We're and again, not arguing. And again, you're, you're, letting we no, you're letting me finish. You're letting me finish right now. You're, you're saying, letting you're me finish. You're going to go facts.
9: ahead and be quiet and let me finish.
4: All right. You're saying we read it, that are not facts.
9: Anyway, what we read directly from Calvin was that the kind of love that God has for all people is not what any normal human being would define as love. Okay, that's the contention there. So the Calvinist who is consistent cannot go to a street corner and tell people that God loves them and mean honestly the way that that person would understand love. All right. now, we have to get into nuance. What is love? How does God love? Is good the way that God loves that's disdainful? Is this actually love because God invented it and God is love? So, therefore, disdainful love must be love. Okay, fine. We can go to no stop. Put your mic wow. back on mute. Wow, but
4: what, how long are you going to go on? Can we take it point by point? Or you no. want
9: give us a no. three no. hour diatribe? Yeah. From... Save,
5: save me some, save me some,
9: save you some. Okay, the point is that I was the person standing up there saying that I think Calvinists are Christians and can su- successfully deliver the gospel. However, pastor Sam has a very good contention in the fact that very quickly evangelism is rendered ineffective by poor doctrine. Now I'm done.
0: Hang on real quick. Let's get some of the people I go? who hope to Jesus, baby Jesus have a different topic real quick. Um, <laughs> Hang on Saint. Um, <laughs> there, there's a couple of people. There's a couple yeah, people I haven't gotten yet. Save me some questions. Michael, I, I'll you let you be, take it, you've got to be you're, dying you're inside a little bit. Michael, how are you Michael?
11: Well, I've been so busy, you know, and it's, I, I was going to say it's nice to be back, but you know, it's like as much <laughs> as things, as much as things change, they stay the same. Um, no, hey everybody, a uh, long time. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, it, it's funny, I've been sitting here listening to, you know, kind of, you know, everybody kind of go back and forth. But when I first came in the room, uh, the, the person was talking at the time was Vecco. And then I heard Sam pipe in a little bit and, you know, Sam and I, you know, well, <laughs> I disagree with pretty much. I think, I think everybody on the stage right now, but, um, it, it, it is, it is, inter- it is interesting, but, um, it, it's funny. I, I have to kind of take a, take a point from something. When I when I was having a discussion with site Tim a number of years ago and I asked him about you know from a from like love from a biblical perspective right because first John 4 says that God is love and then if you go to first Corinthians 13 it talks about kind of gives a biblical definition of what love is kind and patient etc and I, I asked him about that and he said it was very simple and site and 10 is a Calvinist he said it's very simple he said God is not all loving which I found interesting um, and and I've and when we when we kind of plucked through that a little bit more he gave a different, he gave different wording but the same kind of idea of what I think Chris is trying to say um, and while I completely disagree with it I think, from a, I think if you look at the definition of love, any definition of love um, it just kind of smacks of silliness when you think about that, that kind of um, explanation, but I understand where it's coming from and I, I also agree with something that Nate said in that, you know, if somebody was going to, you know, give give the God like I could put my Christian hat right on like on right now and I could give the gospel to, to the room. I'm not going to because I think it's a waste of time. But um, I, I think it's I think it's interesting and in what Nate, and I agree with what Nate said, because you could ask everyone on stage to give the gospel and it would probably be a little bit different with all of the same substance in it um and and so that was kind of what i had to say for the for the most part but hey everybody michael it's
0: good to see you yeah i've been away for a week i had family visiting and i i don't know which is worth uh love you mom but (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding mostly but uh anyway so uh, yeah they're 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 gone it was a fun visit can
5: i respond to a couple things
0: in just a moment in just a moment um except it was a very long visit um but i was gonna say uh, Michael, I don't know if you've met Vekel before, but if you ever want a good, good guy to have on your podcast, uh, you should you should hit Vekel up if he, if you want. Oh yeah, we, um, we, we yeah,
11: a... yeah, Vekel and I have chatted a, a bunch, and I, I believe I offered the invitation to him before. But Vekel, if you okay, go to my if, yeah, if you go into my bio, there's an email there, thecarogers.com. Send me an email. I'd love to have you on the chat. And uh,
0: Hi, Michael, cool, you Colin. did say something I agree with, like you know, I, I yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you know, omnibenevolence or all loving is one of God's. Uh, omni properties we, we don't we see kind of the opposite in scripture um but i i still think that's like a that's a little way a ways away from when we talk about you know god love how you would define it i think that's a different category but you know just for the record yeah i don't think there's any reason to think god loves everything um and then kyoto i know i i know i skipped over you i, I think you were probably going to say something about this current topic though um I, i'm trying my best to get away from it i just want to say hi to hate them real quick because i don't know what they're going to say but then we're going to come right back to you kiddo so hang out for just a second uh Sam, what's up did you have a different topic by any chance
2: yeah hello Nate. how are you doing yeah um i'm a muslim myself and i'm a believer in jesus but my belief in jesus is uh, kind of different from um the christian one of course you know of course what i'm talking about so feel free to ask me any question you know from my uh, islamic perspective <laughs>
5: this is oh, okay. ask a, this is ask a christian not ask a muslim okay so
0: yeah uh, well yeah i mean i was I, I would say for myself like yeah i mean i i mean you know it kind of is ask a Christian, right so like I, I appreciate the offer um i mean i don't i don't have any questions to ask you I, i'm a really bad question asker um last night i was in i was actually in a meeting and people kept asking me why i was so quiet i'm like i'm just waiting for someone to like ask me something like i it's it's, <laughs> it's awkward and uncomfortable like if i really have a question i'll ask someone but i i prefer to be i don't know is that like like a is it either a narcissist thing that I want the attention to be about me, which may be bad, um, or is it because I prefer to be in the hot seat, like in, in some like you know battle of the wills, like I, I want to be like you know in the hot spot where it's like under pressure and I, I like work better under pressure. I, I don't I'm know. Kind of I'll, I'll that. pick that one. It sounds it sounds it sounds better than a narcissist, so I'll pick that one. But I mean, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I seem to like. I, I seem to I, I seem to um, uh, if I can finish a sentence, yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I I like being. I don't know. The pressure makes me think more think thoroughly i don't know it, it's weird kind of counterintuitive but I, I think i like the pressure better but um hang on i said we we're gonna go to Kira. who said can they ask a question
5: that was me. I, I wanted to say something but someone wants to ask a question
0: and yeah, they ask your question then we got to go to kyoto because i told him i would
10: <clears throat> so in the islamic view we we oh, have you a, ask him a question yeah
0: Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, hang on a second before you ask Katham like that. I mean, that's really out the scope of the room, but, I mean, no, we may sorry. indulge in a little bit after we talk to other people. But, uh, sorry, I misunderstood you, Saint. But, Sam, what's up? Or, I mean, uh, Kyoto, sorry. Kyoto, what's
12: up? Hey, what's up? I was just going to ask, um, tangentially related to the previous topic that was going on. What does what is, what is Pastor Sam mean when he says that he's a Pelagian? Like, what does he think that means?
9: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it means Sam, that, in it, it,
8: I'll tell you what it means. It means that I'm free of ridicule uh, of criticism because people want to associate the truth with what they believe to be heresy that Pelagian spoke, but they don't actually know about Pelagian. They just have heard whatever this uh, this uh, I want to call him a fool uh, Augustine said about him. Augustine said a whole bunch of things
12: about Pelagian. But it doesn't make it true because Augustine said it. Yeah, so what is it that, that Pelagius taught that you believe? Or like, that was my question, not whether or not you agree with St. Augustine. Free cho-
8: for choice the, the, the ability to to, to have uh, reason and decision-making ability given to us by God.
12: Well, St. Augustine would agree with that. He wrote a whole book on it. But like, yeah, he he, he what about said a whole bunch yeah.
8: of things. He said a whole bunch of things when he was supposed to be a a Christian, and then he switched over to this foolishness that we're dealing with today. He was actually he was uh he was in it. He was he was uh in Manichaeism for like 10 I know years. it. See, told you, and then uh, he supposedly became a Christian, and then later on he switches back to that. So what about? can I respond to this? <laughs>
7: I, I I would just want to make sure I was still in the lineup
5: too. Uh, yeah,
0: Veckle, go ahead and respond, and then I guess my well, after Veckle, there's Todd.
5: Okay, first of all, my goodness, what we just heard out of uh, Pastor Sam is the same type of garbage. And I mean no disrespect. What I makes it garbage? You, okay? you got to prove that. But I'm going to say, hold on, hold on. So you're getting offended because you're being challenge. I'm not offended. I'm, not offended. I'm saying why. you have to That's prove like it. It sounds like he's about to prove it. It sounds like he's about to. Go ahead. Yes, you are offended by what I'm saying, just like you've been offending us, okay? And the reason why you have, you see, you see what just Pastor Sam just did just now, how the moment I spoke, he jumped in, right? Us Calvinists were doing the same thing when we were felt that we were being misrepresented. So it's not a Calvinist or Arminian thing. You're it's not a being human thing. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm about, to, I'm about to show you this Manichaeism garbage that we hear all the time on the part of people who think that they studied up on Calvinism in Augustine. Okay. What you just heard out of Pastor Sam's mouth here is no different than an atheist bringing up the garbage about these mystery religions that predate Christianity. Oh, Christ, uh, Christ, Christ uh, Christians come from Krishna. Why? Because we see, the, we hear the same sounds in the words. Kr- 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 Krishna, kr- Christ. Okay, oh, what about this guy, the virgin birth, right? Jesus was born without a father? Oh, yeah, well, what about this guy over here from the, from previous religion? Uh, this guy wow. was born out of a nut that fell in his mother's lap, and she didn't have any sexual contact either. So now they're doing the same thing with Manichaeism. They look at Manichaeism, and they find maybe a couple of few words here and there that Christians use, and they say, aha, see? We see the same word over here. The word elect is used over here in Manichaeism, and now it's over here in Christianity being used on a part of Augustine, trying to sneak this pagan in But see, here's what they don't do, right? What they don't do is they don't take the time to get out of this parallelistic argument that they want to do and talk about the differences between the two positions, and neither do we also hear, on the part of the rabid anti-Calvinists, of how Augustine rabidly attacked Manichaeism, okay? So in order for you to say that um, Calvinism came from Manichaeism or it's Manichaeism in disguise, you're going to have to do far more than just throw out some blatant statement with no nuance out there such as what we just heard Pastor Sam do you can't do that that's so what why you, so you that's why Calvinists get frustrated that's never have any proof against what I said you that, just did a bunch of times. Yeah, yes that. I do. No yes I didn't. do you don't you're you don't didn't. have any proof and you're the didn't. other thing you didn't know you mentioned you're either didn't. about Pelagianism you're is didn't. that you you forgot to mention that Pelagius regarded uh, re, uh disregarded the talking about August no, no 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 but you're a Pelagian yeah, you disregard yeah. the doctrine of original it, sin. You believe yeah. that man yeah. is inherently yeah. good enough to yeah. earn God's grace. That's why Pelagianism was rejected as a heresy. Uh,
9: hold on. So Sam is going to differentiate between what Pelagius believed and what is understood today as Pelagianism. Yeah.
5: Right, right, right. right. See, now, if he's going to do that, right, like that. If, he, if he expects – to see, we can give him the respect to parse things out with – Uh, everybody else's understanding of Pelagianism versus what he believes... If, if, but he needs to do the same thing with this issue of Manichaeanism. Yeah, well, We got that. In which he won't do it. We got yeah, that. Yeah, but you see, tap. there's nothing in Manichaeism that, that you're going to find you. that's remotely similar oh, to what we see in the gospel. it's exactly
8: similar, sir. No, it is not. No, it is not. know what you're talking about.
5: No, it is not. That's I, challenge problem, you, I challenge you right now. I challenge you right now. What you're going to do is follow out. You're going to find the word Elan. You're going to find the word Elan. I'm
10: also
8: going to find for you,
5: dog. Hey, Nate. Hey, let me point this out, too, Nate. Nate, Nate, let me point this out too right just like when we argue against the atheists about these so-called mystery religions you know mm-hmm. uh, us borrowing from the mystery religions we can mm-hmm. say that we can see from moses that a lot of the stuff that moses taught predate these mystery religions right mm-hmm. we can say the same thing about manichaeanism yeah but right? moses wasn't manichaeanism, a manichaean oh, wait, wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute We can say the same thing about Manichaeism, right? A lot of the garbage that we see in Manichaeism, right, that's being asserted on the part of anti-Calvinists such as Pastor Sam, we can see that the early church fathers that predate uh, Manny had said similar things that we're saying to today. No. And this is way before Augustine, way before Manny. No. Okay, way before John Calvin. No. Okay, if you want, we can go through Polycarp. We can go through uh, Barnabas. We can go through Clement of Rome, Clement of Alexandria. Where where do you want to start?
8: We, want to, we want to start. We want to start with the lies. Let's yeah, start, start with the lies so that we you are go. telling. Me, let me that you're, to, you're not being. You're not let me being read.
4: To, Sam, let Sam, me have, have you to, actually no, no, read? Sam, have, have not you not actually read
8: I You don't know anything. Hey, you about manichaeism I'm be saying something. If I didn't know what I was talking about. You're getting
5: frustrated because you're being intellectually challenged. Yeah, That's why you're. That's why you're talking over me. You are intellectually intimidated. That's why you're cutting over me. That's why you're cutting me off. Can we Can just I'm go back, just back to calling,
12: calling
0: everyone racist? <laughs> yeah, right. yes, yeah, Kyoto. Go ahead. Yeah, yes, <laughs> right.
12: Kyoto, 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 go. Yeah, just to maybe contribute a bit um, and correct something that Pastor Sam said regarding St. Augustine. He said that, like, because I mentioned that St. That Augustine wrote a, a book on grace and free will. And he said, well, yeah, he of course he believed in free will, you know, before he went back to his Manichaean stuff, and what I assume he means, like what like Ken Wilson and all those guys say, is that
8: so when he Ken was dealing Wilson, with the why did Ken
0: Wilson say, that? Mar- whoa, let, Mar- let Mar- the guy finish,
12: please. I assume what is meant is like so when when Augustine Augustine is dealing with the Donatist, um, when he became a Christian first, he's he's more of like a free will, like in whatever sense they mean type B, but then he goes away from free will when he starts arguing with Pelagius. Um, on on, uh, on nature and grace, right, when he's arguing his, work, his chief work against Pelagius. But actually, his work on grace and free will, where he affirms free will, where he says, quote, um, uh, but since there are some persons who defend God's grace as to deny man's free will, or who suppose that free will is denied when grace is, is defended, I have ter- determined to write somewhat to you on this point. And then he says, now he has revealed to us through his holy scriptures that there is in, in man a free choice of the will. there is to begin with the fact that God's precepts themselves would be of no use to man unless he had free choice of the will, so that by performing them he might obtain the promised rewards. And then he quotes, "If I had not come and spoken unto them, they would not have sinned, but now that they had now they had no excuse for their sin. So Augustine is, is explicitly affirming uh, free choice and this is after. His work on nature and grace, right? His chief work against Pelagius. This is like twelve years posterior to that work. So it's simply not true that Augustine just completely denies free will of simplicity Yeah, so,
2: after so, he starts so, arguing so, with Pelagius, so, so, that's
12: incorrect. So
8: in Calvinism today, can a can a person choose to obey or or to surrender or reject God?
12: Well, I don't really care. I mean, okay, Beckle so can answer this. I don't the really com- care what what Calvinists today say. I'm not a. Right. I'm so not a, you
8: you're not in the conversation. You just. I'm just. Uh, I'm just. A, I'm for a, what a, reason? I care about. I
12: care reason? about what St. Augustine said. Was I, don't, I don't really. Okay. So anyway, that's where we That's where I'm at. So, you, I'm, made, so you, you made
8: claims. You made claims. on. That's my point. Is that this person? This person was he studied under mannequinism for ten years. Well, then. He, what is he, but, but Your brother made the statement about
5: Moses, but Moses didn't study under these things. Uh, yeah. Oh my god! Seriously, he he didn't study know, under. My th- point, my point of bringing up Moses was to counter the atheist uh, rhetoric about. Right, rhetoric, but I'm ta- rhetoric, but I'm not an right? atheist. I'm talking about what this. No, I, is. No, 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 you're not
8: understanding. Are you why, being emotional? Interrupting me? me? Are you being? <laughs> a- I'm just saying.
5: I'm just saying. So I, I well, know you're well, not an well, atheist. I bring. I'm making a comparison. Not, <laughs> that's hold what I'm on, brother. Yeah, but I'm making a comparison. Calm down, brother. Calm, just down, like brother.
8: Calm down. I'm,
12: I'm talking about what. Uh, but do what you do I you see the point I'm, I'm making regarding man, Saint Augustine?
8: This, I, I got you. The brother made a real good point about Augustine. I'm trying to just establish the fact that the man was studying under
12: this uh, paganist. Yeah. Well, he was right? a Manichaean prior to his conversion to exactly,
8: Panachea. and so then he goes back to those same doctrines, and he's introduced those doctrines into what Christianity. But I, I
12: just, I just showed you that posterior to his work on nature and grace, he is still affirming free will, okay, in his anti-Pelagian writings. Fine, and Thank he actually, had, but what I'm he actually writes extensively little, against.
7: No he actually
12: writes extensively I, against the Manichaeans.
7: Yeah, exactly. But
5: It's it's ridiculous line of reasoning. That's what it is. Great. So so Sam,
4: so Sam, have you actually read? I'm I'm
5: I'm reading it as we
8: speak.
4: Okay. Now, have you read (laughs) for the first time? (laughs) For the
7: second
4: time? Have you read? Have you read any of the responses? The historical by historians. So, oh, have you read yeah, I, any I, of the responses have, to Ken Wilson's have work?
8: I'm not talking about, Ken Wilson's not the only dog in the fight. Yes, he is. Life.
4: He's like, literally he's the only down. one.
8: No, 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 no. He no, literally no, is the no, only sir. one, and then
4: people yeah, riff what, off of when Ken can't Wilson.
8: With that. That's what happens when you know everything. You don't know everything. Not he's not either. the only person. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to my friend. Well, well, I'm talking to you. There used to be a racist. He ain't a racist no more. So anyways, so oh. what I'm saying? Here. <laughs> it, on, Dad. That, uh, but I'm
2: talking <laughs>
8: to you, son. The, the, uh, there is a, uh, <laughs> there's a historian yeah. who has no dog in the fight whatsoever. And uh, here we come. in her works, uh, she's not a Christian. And in her words, uh, What's her name? What uh, her name? Her name is... Um, Guys, it Bonier? um Doctor Bonner. Is that her name? I can But, but
3: yeah,
4: because I listen. He's to not the a video great source, man. What I mean, they, what so, 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 Sam. All so, of this so, may be so new there, to you, it, so there, but we've heard they, this they, stuff for oh, thirty years, oh, 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 and it cracks us up. Like,
9: okay, so what? What? What's not going to happen is that you're going to engage the points Calvinists, and you're going to talk about them without saying. You don't understand this. You're too ignorant. This is new to you. You can't comprehend what you're reading. How about you guys try and drop that? That's that's not what anybody said. That's and strictly not what anybody said. engage the points. Okay. Right?
4: So so that's not what anybody said. And the the vitriol by which you said Calvinist is.
9: That's you need
4: to work. I on that. hate yeah, see, that's, that's Calvinism, I'm
9: and I'm not going to work on Thank the vitriol. You.
0: vitriol. Brandon did ask that we not forget him in the queue. Brandon, yeah, you're
8: not forgotten. I'm, yeah, go ahead, man. I'm done. Oh, yeah. What was it, not, it was. Oh, sorry, I got, it, got it. Hold on. It, let me say thanks for, thanks for uh, having me up, Nate. Good to see you back, man. I hope you
4: have a great
0: day. I got to go. Oh, I'm about to feed myself to an alligator right now, so it was yeah. uh, nice. <laughs> so to, Sam, see you call heaven. me
4: later. Sam, <laughs> call me later. All right,
0: Brandon, uh, what you're about to say, I don't, uh, you know, I'm probably going to agree with.
7: <laughs> What's yeah, up, Brandon? Oh, hey, good morning. I, I, it, it was on the early part of the conversation. I, I guess the um, it, it may have got lost in the tussle, uh, but I was thinking on the uh, part one of the, the things I guess as it related to the love issue. I guess in the parts of I guess the practical aspect of evangelism that Pastor Sam and uh was talking about when evangelizing to the person, and I know there's a nuance in how both sides uh define how love is understood, but could it be said, I guess, like when a you when a, a person who adheres to a reformed worldview, when they are evangelizing to a person who for all intents and purposes is in a what we will say in a churchy term, or churchy kind of uh, thought process is lost, that that we can say that we know that based upon the plan of God, that God loves them in a context of desiring to save them, not in a general sense of, like, he loves all his creatures, but in a sense of that God desires to save them. Like, and one thing I was saying in a course, me coming from, I guess you would say, more of an Armenian standpoint, in evangelism and how a group seen evangelism done, not making it right or wrong because it's how I have always seen it, but with a conviction standpoint and i and I always gave the example of the in uh the young man that I remember I was preaching in one service, and uh this this threw me off. I was preaching in a service I never forget it young young kid, real skinny kid uh walked up to me real pale, bleached blonde hair he, he walked up to me his his eyes you know just real straightforward looked at me. And he said, Brother Nero said, I really enjoyed your message. I said, well, thank you. I really appreciate that. He was like 12. Then he said to me, he said, last night, I saw my mother get shot in the head by her boyfriend, and he died, and she died. Is my mother going to hell? I mean, I just got through preaching, walked out of the pulpit, threw me off. And that kid, I mean, and he wasn't trying to be a smart mouth. That kid was asking me something like midlife, crisis type questions. Does God love me? Does God like he was this kid was hitting me right back to back to back with questions. I'm like, I'll be honest. I don't even know if there's any kind of training that could prepare you for something like that. Like, I was like I was like, come again? Like, no. I saw my my mom's boyfriend he shot her and, it, and this really did happen because one of the saints at our church they uh, adopted him. Uh, the D- Department of Human Resources called them. They picked him up in the middle of the night. They brought him, you know, to be with us. And so I'm having to have some real quick off the cuff conversations. I can't compromise what I believe. I can't speak about his mother's situation because I don't know. I don't want to set this kid up in a situation where he hates God. But what I could say without lying or making up, I could tell him without any pause of conviction. I don't know what the situation is with your mother. And I'm sorry. But I can tell you God loves you. And I know God wants to save you. I can say that with complete confidence and without any equivocation, without any stammering. I know Jesus died to save you. Now, I can say that whether I'm right or wrong, but I can say that sincerely. I guess, is there, within the Reformed position, are you able to respond and say that with the same level of conviction that I'm able to say that?
4: Of course, we just say it in a different way. Like, oh, do the tell. Idea that, what would
9: the Calvinists say?
4: So I would say, yes, of course God loves you. To say of course.
9: Would you give them all the qualifications that Calvin gave them? No,
4: you, because God's it's not God. necessary. You guys are the ones who need the qualifications, not the sinner. And so the, the problem is, is that you guys have defined God's love in a way that God does not define it. And so the, the issue is not with us. The issue is with you guys. And so you guys want to define God's love in a different way than God defines it.
9: Wait, what would you say to the child in that situation?
4: I would say God loves you. He wants you to believe on him. And he wants you to understand and repent and believe the gospel.
9: Got it. And you would leave out the part where he may not be capable of that, in which case his situation is hopeless. You just Wait, wouldn't right, that.
4: Of okay. course, because we don't know the mind of God, it would be foolish to exactly. to bring that up because right. we are not privy to the mind exactly. of God. But and what, you're what we believe the in the is actual, true. total, correctly, we believe in free will. The problem is, is, that, again,
7: you do not understand the definition. Somebody's playing world of music. Ugh.
9: If Chris tells music. me one more time, if Chris tells anyone in this room one more time that they don't understand something that he has some sort of made up doctoral degree in, I'm going to lose it like that. That at Chris, I have such a long fuse oh, for you, Chris. Yeah. Or- so the audience. I have such a long fuse for you, buddy. It's so long. Like, I, I have such high tolerance for you. And I, I even like you. And I have told you like 11 times that when you go to the argument, you don't understand. You haven't read. That is like the most condescending, unchristian, dishonest bullcrap that you could possibly pull. Don't say that to me ever again. Don't say that to anyone ever again. It's so obnoxious. Let me
0: split the difference real quick. Let me split the difference before I just run away. So,
7: but just the the example I gave because they really did. Well,
0: well, hang on, hang on. Uh, Yeah, put a pin in that. But, Steph, like, couldn't uh, I? I don't know. Maybe you're out of grace, but I mean, the time that would be appropriate, right? If you're talking, if you're both like PhDs in theology and Chris pulls that out, like, maybe that's a time to, to take the Steph approach. But it's like what we do with Muslims when they used to find us would be like, look, we've studied this thing like for years and years. Like we get it. We know the inning ins and outs of our own Bible. So it's not wrong to say you just don't understand because they haven't read the Bible. They've read a couple scriptures that now they have to like get one over on the Christians from a complete p- position of ignorance. Um, so, I mean, there are times that would Factually, be applicable.
9: I okay, find you... once in a while, Chris can say that. I don't want him to ever say it about me ever again, or anyone else who's <laughs> thinking him on Calvinism. Can, like can I say the, the impli- No,
4: Misrepresenting no! what no! we actually Let teach, and so the only conclusion I can draw is that you haven't.
9: No, see, it. here's here's the problem. Right, is that I have studied it extensively. I listen to your teachers. I read your confessions. no. You
4: haven't. You've listened to one sermon by Brian. You have how many hours have you put into listening to R.C. Sproul?
9: Probably about ten or twelve.
4: Okay, so do you know how many it would take to really, truly understand Reformed theology? So here's
9: you going on probably about about a thousand. Be quiet, Chris. Be quiet. Okay. Here's you going on again about there needs to be a qualification of the amount of time. There needs to be what qualifications do you have, Chris? Like. You are sitting here looking at it with a very charitable lens. I am looking at the same information, reading the same information with a less charitable lens. You coming to me and saying, oh, you can't speak on this because you don't understand it is the most dishonest, haughty. It's like that's exactly where this theology leads you. Anyone who disagrees, just here's the point, here's the point, here's the point. point. I'm not done. I'm not done. Okay. Here's the point. Brandon has brought you an excellent question, and he has said that he was able to say without any tags or clauses that Jesus wants for this child to come to him. Okay? You can say, God wants for this child to come to him, but the child may not because God may have passed over him. He may not give that child grace. You are bending over backwards, you are doing this incredible amount of gymnastics to say, Yes. I can say the same thing to that child, but I would also have to leave out the idea that that child may never come to Christ because God wouldn't let him. Okay? That's so that's a complete straw man and can... it shows
4: me that you don't understand okay. what you're so, talking so about. So again,
9: the next time you have say no that, that the next idea time... what
4: you okay. are so talking here, Chris, about.
9: Shut up. Here's the next thing I want you to do. Okay? Oh. I want you to explain to me where I'm wrong and try to do it without the phrase You don't understand. Go ahead and disprove what I just said.
4: So what you just said is that God is not letting people who want to come to him come to him because he is this evil ogre in the sky that is preventing people who genuinely want to come to Christ to come to Christ. That is your understanding. Is that correct? Nope. Okay. Then nuance it for me because that's literally what you just said. And let me get a witness. Is that literally what she just said? No.
10: I
9: don't remember the word. No, it's not. Thank you. Okay, that's Okay. Not so the
4: Arminians pipe up, but nobody else does. Chris, Great.
9: just like you ask a question and then you have the most dishonest reaction to it that you possibly could. It's, it's like insufferable. No, you right, are man, listen, listen, being listen, dishonest listen. Gonna right now.
10: It. You are
0: I'm going to it.
9: I'm gonna Steph, maybe you should it.
0: talk to Veckel. Maybe he has a lesser way of making you want to claw your eyes out.
9: Yeah, he probably, I don't know, he might. Or have Kyoto, somebody. Uh, well, much? Kyoto's not a Calvinist. But all right, listen, Chris or Veckel. Either of you, okay? Kyoto <laughs> yeah, so is a Calvinist. Chris. That's ridiculous. Man, do you identify as Calvinist? A answer. Yeah, I think it's I think to Oh, take Todd. Take okay. Hey, Todd. All can right. Beautiful. Todd is a reasonable human being. Hey, Todd. In this situation that Brandon described, okay, where there's a child asking, Aunt, Does Jesus love me? And the non Calvinist can say, without caveat, without explanation, without anything but biblical text in their head, Yes. The Calvinist cannot say yes without caveat, right what would your response be through the lens of calvinist doctrine to the child asking does jesus want me to be saved
3: well there's a nuance there because you just made two distinctions one was does jesus love me the next one you said was does he want me to be saved you both. And yeah, that's so, a good amount of context of salvation. Okay, well. they're are... Just to dumb it down real quick,
10: can they believe without God Wait, no, making... don't,
9: don't add in any other. I, I just want to know what Todd oh. would do yeah, in the situation answer. Brandon laid out. Let, let Todd answer because he's not going to interrupt people. So, Todd, Todd, go ahead and answer. What would you do in Brandon's situation?
3: Talking to a kid? Well, I mean, I'd have to ask them, do you, do you want to be saved? Do you want Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior? Are you a sinner? Do you feel convicted that you are a sinner and that you need grace? If the answer to that question in the heart of man is yes, then God will grant that to you. And you can come to him and you can be his child. That's the gospel.
9: So what if the child doesn't understand or says no?
3: If the child says, what, no, I'm not a sinner, no, I don't need grace?
9: Sure, any variation, because you're asking a child, do you you understand? Like, okay, in Brandon's situation, the child has just gone through something horrific and the comfort Brandon is able to offer is these sentiments, Jesus loves you, wants you to be saved, right? So then you're saying that your response so far would be to assess the child's understanding of their own election. Like, are, like you're saying, if the child says, yes, I want to be saved, that would be evidence that they were elect. So then you could honestly go to, okay, then of course God loves you, right? What if the child responds in a way that makes you doubt their election?
3: Well, I can't doubt anybody's election. That's not for me to do. Um, because I don't know anybody who's elect or not elect but
9: you're the